Welcome to our Spiritual Resilience Podcast with Reverend Rich Taffel, a transformative leader and executive coach in areas of public policy, social change, and spiritual entrepreneurship. We understand that today's life and social challenges require a more holistic approach, including spiritual tools, thoughtful dialogue, and of course, community building. Join us in the conversation. Merry Christmas Eve 2022. What a year it has been. Now, I'm in better shape than I was last year. You may remember I preached Christmas Eve sermon having gotten COVID and being in isolation. So things are looking up. I know this has been a tough year for many of you, for many of us. And I do find that our tradition of singing carols and reading the Christmas story each year gives all of us a sense of peace. Now, I've read these Christmas stories since I was a little kid. And what's interesting is as I get older, a deeper and deeper meaning comes when I read them again. This Christmas, I was struck by the passage from Luke. It reads, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. What struck me was that when God came into the world to teach us that the purpose of our lives is to love, he came in the most humble and lowly way possible. In fact, only two groups really recognized him, the lowly shepherds, workmen in the fields who had a direct connection with the angels and were told to go visit the Christ child, and the wise men who were foreigners from a different country, different faith, who had studied and found their way to the Christ child. It seems odd that God would come into the world in such a lowly way, in a stable, in a manger, in a trough. But maybe that's precisely the point. And what's so striking to me about the story is the fact that that last line, there is no room for him in the inn. And it got me thinking, what is the significance of that line today? What is the deeper meaning of having no room in the inn? Why is that included in the story? I believe the deeper meaning is this text is that it represents that God came into a creation through the birth of Jesus because there was no longer any room for God's message of love in religion at that time. Religion had become consumed with rituals, power, and greed. Religion no, sir, no longer served the purpose of teaching us to love, to forgive, to be humble, and to rely on God. Instead, religion taught how to exclude. There was no room for love in the world. So Jesus came to teach us how to live a life of love. 2,000 years later, we're still learning it. Popular among the lower class, the early followers of Jesus made room in their hearts for God's love. And the new sect of Christianity took hold. Christians were known 
for their compassion. It was magnetic to see love in action. But over time, Christianity became like religions of the past. Instead of being love and inclus inclusion, it became exclusion. And it became about shutting people out who didn't believe the right things. You don't follow our teachings, you are going to hell. Eventually, the Romans church split with the Orthodox church, which split with the Protestant church, which splintered into thousands of churches, each finding no room in their hearts for other viewpoints. Christianity has splintered into 330,000 denominations. Actually, that's 33,000 denominations, not 330. But eventually, that's a lot of splintering, and each not being open to other beliefs, and more important, about who they exclude. There was even, of course, a time when Christians actually killed Christians over their faith. And so just like in Jesus' time, the church became exclusive, not inclusive. Today, in 2022, we live in a remarkable time when there's no room in the end for Jesus. Again, it's also a time of birth. It's a time of birth and spiritual transformation. Young people might be abandoning Christianity and organize religion in droves, but that does not mean that something new is not being born in a stable nearby. Looking for love Seekers today find religion more condemnatory, more focused on telling them there's no room. And that's the bad news. And over the next four decades, the, church, the churches will be closing dramatically. And experts estimate that 100,000 of the 380,000 churches in America will close in the next decade. There's a sadness here. The old church is dying, something is being lost. But if we look deeper, we can see something beautiful being born in the stable. I had a chance to experience this birth and death last week. Our New York church founded in the late, uh, well, middle 1800s actually, seats hundreds and it's closing. And I've been helping the final members sell the church. This last week I was there helping them clean out the space. Now, as a pastor, I've spent many years um, visiting people in the situation of death, and I have to say that there was a certain heaviness about the work that I was doing. It wasn't light. And two of the local church leaders and I held a prayer service, holding hands in the church altar. Anna Rich, the church president, is a lovely woman and an artist. She thanked God for how useful the church had been and asked God, to use the proceeds to continue to be of service. The Reverend Young Min Kim, the pastor of the Korean Swedenborgian congregation, who also wor worshiped in the New York church, thanked God for the blessings of the sacred space and asked God's guidance as we look to the future. I also join them in praying in gratitude for the many served and also pray that the proceeds 
would go toward what is new, what is being born. Well, later the next day over dinner with Reverend Kim, we reflected on those prayers. And we remember that 20 years ago, I was on a church committee for the denomination and I was assigned to be a liaison to Church of the Little Grain, Young Men's Church. So we met in New York and discussed his church. At the time, he was looking for a space for his services. I suggested what I thought was obvious. Why not use the New York church? As we both explored it, we were met with opposition. I didn't get it. And it finally dawned on me that maybe there were people that didn't want to rent it or share it with a Korean group. Eventually, the doors opened, and Reverend Kim became a leader in both churches. But I remember that pushback we received. I also reflect with Anna as we were sorting papers. Anna may be one of our only African-American church presidents. And she said, I'm president because I'm the last one standing. I'm a responsible person. Someone had to do it. I was struck by her humility. And what's stood out in my mind about Anna, young men, and myself is that the three of us having this responsibility of transitioning, transitioning the church, well, all three of us, only a short time ago in history, would have not been fully welcomed in our roles in the church. The image of a Korean pastor, an African-American woman, and a gay minister spoke to me. After centuries of not having room in the inn of their hearts of the Christian church, the excluded will be there for the respectful transition as Christ finds new ways to be born in the world with the message of inclusion and love. The message of inclusion and love will not be stopped. The excluded will be included and even lead. Instead of being born in an inn, Jesus was born in a stable. The story of Christmas is that God loves us so much that when we lose track of that message of love, God finds new ways, new messengers. And I believe that's what's happening now. The challenge this Christmas is for the church to experience its new birth. And there's also a lesson for each of us. A lesson with questions. Do we have room in our hearts for Christ to be born within us? Or is there no room in the inn? Can we slow down our busy lives this year and invest quality time making room for God's guidance in our hearts? Can we find a new way to exclude those who we've excluded? Can we let go of hatred and revenge, clearing space in our hearts for Jesus? Can we stop blaming the church for its failures? and take leadership for what's next. The Christmas, each of us, is a time when each of us can ask this very simple question. What can I do to make more room in my heart for Jesus? The challenge for all of us is to find that place in our hearts and make room for the innocence of the Christ child and the message of love so it can be born in each of us again today. Amen.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Resilience Podcast with Reverend Rich Taffel. We invite you to reach out to us with your questions and comments, as well as proposed topics for discussion. Sending you love and light. Till next episode.